I miss my dogs a lot. Um, my dog. Dig. My dog. Just call Cat a dig. <laughs> I've actually changed the screensaver of my phone to a picture of Seiko yeah. with a weightlifting shoe in her mouth. I've. There's a photo of my wallet of the two dogs. Yeah. Edison's Mongolia. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. You can't underestimate the importance of dogs. Okay, so welcome episode back 11. to episode, episode 11. We're not saying welcome back, right? Okay, we're not saying welcome we back. We can't say welcome back for 200 episodes. <laughs> 200,000 episodes. Hello. Hello. Do so This is episode 11, our second episode in double figures. I think everybody, nobody's as surprised as us. No one thought it would get this far. So. Most people hoped it wouldn't. This evening. Yeah. We are in a hotel room in Qatar. Full of. Full of a huge amount of buffet food. Naan bread. <laughs> Naan <More> bread <laughs> and butter chicken. More, more Naan bread than you can shake your <laughs> butter chicken in. Um, to be honest, I think the people who work in the hotel weren't quite prepared for the amount of food that two Cork lads would eat. Your man was, um, your man was pretty happy. Yeah, they thought it was hilarious. Every time they come to collect the plates from the table, they'd be like laughing. People uh, weren't eating as much as we were. No. There was some kind of Indian... Wedding on? Maybe not Maybe. a wedding, but I'm not it sure. Was, it was, there was something happening. Everyone was impeccably dressed. Yeah, and then we were there in like Under Armour shorts and Nike pants. North Face t-shirt. North Face t-shirt. What are we doing this podcast on, Fitz? We're doing this podcast on... Winging it. The, <laughs> the equipment you have for weightlifting. So the gear you wear. Um, shoes, knee sleeves, wrist wraps, knee wraps belt pants which we could probably do a four hour podcast just Why on pants. I haven't even had coffee in four hours like <laughs> maybe six hours this one's gonna be a bit chilled yeah um, so we're sorry if you're driving and trying to stay awake but we're also trying to stay awake the lighting is low the lighting is low the aircon is on um, okay so starting off Gurf how many pairs of weightlifting shoes have you owned you keep talking there and I'll, I'll add it up my okay. head okay so, my weightlifting shoe career so far has been, I converted an old pair of Nike runners and put a timber heel into them, um, which I called my Nike minus ones. Then I had a pair of Reebok lifters, which were absolutely shite. Then I had a pair of Addy power lifts, which were red and black, um, which are a bit too low for me because they were like a power lifting heel, so it was like a half inch heel. So I actually brought them to a cobbler's and got a little bit of a heel put on them, which helped a lot. Then I got a pair of red Addy Powers off a friend of mine, off Ryan Flanagan, the man himself. Um, snatched my first 100 kilos in a pair of red Addy Powers. Then I got a pair of my own white Addy Powers, which were amazing, but the heels in both of mine cracked. I actually snatched 100 kilos for the first time in my radiator Addy Powers too. Did you fuck? Yeah. So the heels cracked in them. They went to shit. I think it was just because I was wearing them a lot. And trading a lot in them. And coaching a lot in them. And that kind of destroyed them. Should we have been taking Alpha Brain before this, I wonder? We probably should have. I've had nine pairs of weightlifting shoes. I think I have all of them, actually. I'll finish off my list. Go for it. So then (laughs) You've had had a few. So then I've had a pair of Antas. The red and yellow Antas which were great, absolutely amazing. Unfortunately, they were like half a size or a full size too big for me. So my heel used to come away from the back of them 
So I've sold those and I think they've been sold to like three people since and I might just buy them back because I really like them. You should wait and get the black ones. I heard Hook Grip is getting more in. We heard from an anonymous source. Curly, and then some the curly hair source. <laughs> the shoes I have now are the blue Nike 2s with the yellow tick and I love them. I actually nearly bought a second pair a few weeks ago just to have them. Yeah, I did. Did you? I did, yeah. Yeah. The luminous yellow ones. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're great. I've had four pairs of Nike 2s. Okay, so let's bring it to... What did you start? The uh, strength shop. Oh, the and classics. They were blue, fake leather, and then they were... Um, I think they call it pleather. Pleather and yeah. wooden, wooden heel. Yeah. And they were a grand shoe. They were a bit too big for me, but that doesn't matter. And There's like a pair of those shoes thrown into the corner of so many gyms in Ireland. Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, then I had the... Oh, red I had a pair of do-wins on loan from a guy I was living with for a while as well. What guy were you living with that had do-wins? Seamus, who had got them from his older brother. So they were green do-wins with a yellow stripe. That sounds disgusting. Okay, so he started off <laughs> in the blue strength shop. And then the red Addy Powers. Red Addy Powers, great shoe. Did they've gotten really rare. I did are they? Yeah. This is their shit. They all broke. <laughs> all Every of one them of them broke. Every one of them cracked. Yeah. But they were they were great shoe though. Um yeah. they're all like white and black and all black now and stuff. Yeah. And that mad at the them. time when everybody lifting in UL used to have those Addy Powers. I'm not mad at them. Because the time when people were lifting those, right? There was Nike ones which yeah. weighed one and a half kilo or something, <laughs> and then there was the Nike twos were just coming out, but they were yeah, they were so expensive. Spending two hundred euro on a pair of shoes, yeah, from Medica, and then paying fifty euro customs on it on top of probably twenty euro, twenty five euro shipping was yeah. just not feasible. Not no. when you're in co- not when that was that was like eight weeks of a budget for food in yeah. semester. So surprisingly, none of us had them. No one had them. Yeah. Then I got my first pair of uh, Nike twos. They were a little bit too big for me, but it was alright. Um, you can't be sending them back. Too excited. And no. then I got a pair of Nikes for the Europeans um, from Nike weightlifting in 2015. Um, Hashtag sponsored athlete. And we subsequently lost <laughs> it then through sheer idiocy. Yeah. But sure. Oh no, it is our podcast, so we can get into that. Yeah, actually, let's get into that, Gurf. Basically, um, who is the idiot? Is it slander? Salander. Salander. <laughs> are, they, are they not those little insects that have like eight legs? No, a salamander is... Oh, um, yeah, salamander. This thing you can cut the tail off and it'll grow back. Oh, yeah, they're like a little lizard, that's it. So we lost... Um, so we had Nike sponsorship from Nike Weightlifting for one year. And I won't go into the whole details of what happened, how we lost it. But basically, all we had to do was just put Nike Weightlifting on the Facebook banner page. Yeah. Put it on our website. Yeah. And every now and then be like, any of the athletes on the national team just yeah. had to be like, oh, gee, thanks like weightlifting for the gear. Yeah. And it's this like was when something that would have been really simple for the federation to we do. We've got 5,000 euro worth of equipment every year. Yeah, that's mad, isn't I it? I got a free pair of shoes and yeah. a load of really good quality stuff that I still have to this day. Yeah. But refuse to wear. And um, so we had that and all we had to do was uh, just post that stuff, you know, yeah. like once every six months. Like um, Harry Leach actually sequestered that for Fairfox them. Yeah, he like he went and got that, and persons who will name un unnamed. Yeah, um, basically through sheer idiocy, we lost it. That's um, mad, isn't it? I'll give you a quote from uh, the person, like Wade's thing, who was dealing with us. Yeah, 
he said he'd never been so embarrassed in his life. Are you serious? Yeah. He said, basically he was saying he's made look like an idiot. Yeah, of course he was. Yeah. So this, and this as well was when Nike weightlifting was part of um, Nike, you know? So they yeah. used to have Nike weightlifting as their own, as a, a, a thing out on their own. It was, no, well it was part of Nike, you know? Yeah. And then at least it wasn't really working. So they stopped sponsoring, stopped sponsoring uh, Germany and stuff, you know? Yeah. This is a few, in 2015 they were sponsoring a few com- uh, countries, you know? Yeah. When they were kind of like weightlifting used to be a big thing. Yeah, they were kind of figuring out what to do with it. Yeah, it obviously wasn't a good business decision, and they pulled all their sponsorships uh, slowly. I think because they were kind of like, "Oh, weightlifting is just horrendously run almost." I'd say everywhere exclusively. Yeah, and then at least EPS in Ireland, Athlete EPS uh, took it over, and I think they're currently people who distribute like shoes and stuff and singlets okay. yeah, uh, yeah there's yeah. one in Europe in uh, America yeah I think your man's actually weighed this for himself but he sells like he sells like wrestling singlets and stuff like that yeah. kind of wrestling wrestling um, I think night training is kind of their sporty aspect now yeah. I think that's kind of what's but then they were like oh CrossFit has a load of money so I think they made a smart business decision. Yeah. Nike have been proven over the years to be and they're sponsoring some cool athletes they don't just pick like the best no 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 they pick like obviously the best in um, the male side but then they have like Lauren Fisher and stuff on the team who's they've just fellow Cody Anderson he's yeah. he's not incredibly popular but he's very Nike yeah very sponsorable yeah mustache all American all American all young good looking athletes um, they've been shown over the years to always be on the right side of marketing campaigns and sponsoring the right people yeah. so your man the other NFL fella that wouldn't um, kneel yes was it wooden kneel or wouldn't stand up? Uh, oh, they, no, they wouldn't stand up. T- he'd take a knee. Take a knee with the national yeah. anthem. So sponsoring him. Apparently he wasn't that great at NFL. Yeah. Maybe someone made a big stand. Make a big stand. Now he's their... Um, what was their thing? Stand... Whatever it was anyway. So they, uh, yeah. they've been proven over the years. Someone went through a list of like um, people who Nike got behind. Yeah. And it was always incredibly smart. It was yeah, always, they yeah, were always yeah. on the right side of, you know, Reebok kind of faded off and Adidas. An interesting thing on that. Yeah. When they were sponsoring Lance Armstrong. Yeah. The same day he lost his US postal contract, mm-hmm. Nike rang, said they were out. Mm-hmm. Discovery Channel rang, said they were out. Yeah. And Livestrong, the organization which he founded, rang and said they could no longer be associated with him. That's fair enough for a charity. Yeah. But, um, yeah, Nike, Nike have been very good on the old sponsoring thing. Yeah. And of course, smart when pulling it. So obviously Nike weightlifting was... Yeah, it wasn't doing too well. No. And okay, I, so... Does, let the time to go, Fitz. Let it out. That's what people are here for. Yeah. That was it, really. Yeah. We lost it regardless. So then I, I sold those weightlifting shoes because I, uh, I didn't need them. Okay. They were all black, though, so... All black, even the tick? No. They've never done that. Really? Yeah. And I've thought about trying to do it, but it wouldn't work with the paint. No. So then I um I sold those and then the other Nike twos kind of went to shit so I got a blue pair the blue the infamous yeah, blue shoes the infamous and then what did I buy after that oh I bought the Ironwork trees yes. which I still have they are gorgeous they'll be uh, they They're were probably brand- the best thing about visiting your house is that you get to see those shoes I need to put those somewhere less in danger than at the end of your bed yeah <laughs> they are um they were brand new when I bought them. Yeah. They'd never been used. They're immaculate. I think I paid 320 euro for those. Jesus. It was my second paycheck with the company I currently work for. Yeah. And it was well worth it. It took yeah. weeks to get them. And I remember being like... You got them from Russia somewhere. From Russia, you? yeah. I was like... 
Am I after being scammed? Yeah. Because it was like, the website was made of solely of pictures. <laughs> like, it wasn't a website of, like, interactive buttons. It was yes. interactive pictures that you clicked on. But needless to say, I got them eventually brand new. Um, they'd obviously been unboxed and boxed, but the tags were still on them and everything. Yeah. And I thought I was going to... I bought them to use them. Like yeah. That was my original intention. Only to discover their shit. The training? They're not good, like... Really? No, no good. Oh, my God. Well, there's a I hole. Think every... There's like... There's a hole where you're fucking... Yeah. There shouldn't be a gap They're between. the 2008 ones, aren't they? No, they were... Uh, oh, was it 2008? They're they armor trees, anyway. Yeah. They're amazing. Not a good shoe. Iron Mark 2s were the they best They look ones. gorgeous, though. Do you know, someone actually... Um, Posted the stats. The amount of PSI wooden heels could take over uh, plastic heels, and no, obviously plastic heels could take a lot more. Yeah, I don't know those old Clarence videos of him lifting in the Ironwork Twos. No, the Power Perfects. Joe, the with the red heel, and people be like, "I can feel foam compressing under my feet." But they do compress. I know, but they compress when Clarence is snatching like one eighty. They don't compress. You you squeeze them in your hand. Really? Yeah, they do a little bit. I've only lifted it. I lifted at two competitions. And one like lift off thing with those shoes because all times I arrived at the competition not planning to lift mm-hmm. and then decided to lift. I always kind of liked them. I never you had a pair. Yeah. And Seem okay. I would listen if Clarence can do 180, 180 or 185, I don't know which in them. Yeah. And clean and jerk uh, two, 220 or something in them. Yeah. I think they're okay. And Paul's got 300 or something in them. Yeah. It's probably all right. Yeah, they probably do a job. Well, a lot of good lifters use them. David Benzadian used them. Yeah, the, uh, Russian super heavy, not super heavy, uh, heavyweight, one hundred five. He was very good. Set yeah. world records and stuff. So, um, okay, so you got the Ironwork threes. Then I, oh yeah, so I used them for like, I literally used them four or five times and then boxed them. Yeah. No, I didn't. I just put them at the end of my bed. <laughs> I actually need to put them in like a vacuum sealed bag or something. Yeah, I'm gonna sell them to the next Olympics. Maybe the Olympics after that. Do you think at some point they'll go down in value though? Yeah, so what I think is yeah. when people who were of memorable age, so kind of like formative years, 15, 16, yeah, yeah, through yeah. to like 20 to 25, mm-hmm. when they were watching 2008, but now once they go on and they have more money. Mm-hmm. So I think probably not this Olympics, but the next one. I'll make no bones I about think, it. I'm I gonna think s- when they're in like yeah. their 60s and not training anymore, they're yeah. not going to give a fuck. I'm, I'll make no bones about it. I'm going to sell them for a lot of money. Yeah. I'm... I'm not even attached to them. If they're a really good no. shoe, I would be conflicted about using them. Yeah. But they're, I would def- actually, I would definitely use them if they, if I like them. Yeah. And they fit me perfectly and stuff, but they're just, like, they're not, for snatching, they're okay. But like, I could snatch them barefoot and be fine. Yeah. But for the clean, they're fine as well, right? It's the jerk. The jerk is no bueno. It's, uh, it, I can't, it's really hard to bend my back foot in them for some reason, or bend my really? back knee. Yeah. They just feel, they feel too shallow. Um, so I wouldn't yeah. like if anyone's buying them. So I can understand if someone wants to buy them as a like you'd buy a, a mar- an escort or a vintage car, yeah. you know. But if you buy them to use them, I wouldn't buy. I wouldn't do it because it's not a good shoe. Or you can understand why somebody's partner would buy them. Yeah, that's a cool gift. Like that would be an unbelievable gift. Do you know those like eighty or Adidas shoes now? Yeah, they're a better shoe. Deck. There's a reason. Yeah, yeah. There's a reason they stop using wood. Yeah, apparently wood is really inconsistent as well. Yeah, oh, it definitely is. Cross manufacturing. Yeah. So you can't have QC, like the amount of returns you'd get. And, and the as well, like you don't want to be using like fast growth timber. You want to be using like hardwoods. And hardwood is really expensive. And it's ethically, environmentally, yeah. not a good decision. No. If you're mass making shoes, 
I prefer if they were made of um, recycled sea plastic. Oh, Ooh. Adidas's new shoe Ooh. came out and they look terrible. Which one? Uh, the new. Oh, you said that. Are they Adi Powers? Um, have a look there. I'll go look now. <sighs> Why did they do that? Yeah, what are they doing? So like? disappointing. When they brought out the first Leuchtungs with the twisty ones. <laughs> Leuchtungs. Oh yeah. Um, oh, they're supposed to be really good shoes, well, actually. Yeah. Did you wear them? I hate them. Did no. you wear them? No. Oh, they're okay, slightly okay. higher heel. I've worn them training a few times. Um, a guy in the old CrossFit Cork gym used to have them, and I borrowed them and trained them a few times. Which is the Leuchtungs? Yeah. Did you like them? Bit higher than the Addy Powers. I did like which the. Which is good luck. They seem similar to the Antas, no? Yes. Um, but they're still a super narrow fit. That's which doesn't suit me. No, my foot's pretty wide as well. Yeah. <laughs> as you can see. Um, so, after the Ironworks, what did you get? Oh, I bought the Antas. Yeah. A great shoe. Best shoe I've ever had, I think. Same for me. I. The only problem with Antas yeah. is they're so difficult to get. But they're not as simple to get as getting Nikes or Adidas or anything else. Um, sometimes I wonder if they're a bit high for me in the snatch, but I'm not sure. In the snatch? Yeah. Really? Well, like... During the pull? You Like like you say, you know, I always look like I'm a, I'm a parallel when there's yeah. knee flexion, you know? Yeah. So I don't, know the, I don't need any assistance, like... No. Your ankle mobility is retarded. Tiny femurs as well. Yeah. But my, my tapias are... are are they the same length as my femurs? A bit longer. A bit longer. As they should be. Yeah. And. Um, yeah, it's interesting. I thought they were. So, for anyone who hasn't worn them, I think the Antas are. They're, they're best for fractionally cleaning. higher than the Nike 2s. Nothing compares to them for squatting. No. I saw. The, the main reason I actually changed back was so for clean jerking, they actually felt, to, they felt the same. Well, not the same, but they felt fine. And yeah. for snatching. Um. Not as good, but not bad. Do you know, they, obviously I'd used them a lot before, so I was kind of used to them. Yeah. But the Antas are definitely a better shoe. Um, yeah. They really, so in clean jerks, they're kind of the same. For snatching, they're a bit softer, and I could notice a little bit, but I don't think, in terms of kilos in the bar, I probably would, it, I don't think it'd make any difference. Okay. But for squatting. Oh my God, for squatting, they feel phenomenal. If I'd never, if the Antas do. Yeah. If I'd never gone back to the night, if I'd never worn the night twos, maybe, but the Antas are, yeah, they're definitely better for squatting. The upper, the upper material on the Antas is stiffer as well than the Nikes. Yeah, the front foot is um, yeah. is way softer than the Nike twos. Well, not way softer, but it feels a lot softer compared yeah, to the Antas. It's way more like malleable. The only thing about the Antas is if you can only get the red ones, I won't buy them because I hate them. They look terrible. I had the red ones. No, I don't. I don't like it. Yeah, not into it's it. It's just too mass strength. Yeah, there's too much. It's too much out there. There's too much following the red shoe. Like. I'm all about the black ones. Yeah, they're very, very good. This is the farthest my gym equipment, I'd say, has ever been. No, sure we went to Mongolia with our gear? No, I didn't bring it. Oh, I bought the Nike 2s, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Antas are definitely the best shoe I've ever had. Yeah, they're a great shoe. They're cheap as well. Yeah. They're 180. They're cheaper than Nike 2s. Euro, I think. Yeah, and uh, they're... So the after the Nike 2s, you bought more shoes... Or after the Antas, you bought more shoes again. Nike 2s, like, but... Yeah. That's not really... I didn't. I only use those for it's a few weeks. flashy. See, I bought those because I thought I'd never be able to get the Antas again if they broke. And shoes inevitably do... Yeah. Shoes do just suddenly disappear. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Antas. I don't like any of the other... If I had to get other shoe now and I couldn't get the Antas, I'd probably buy... Um, I might buy some of the Reebok Legacy. They're super high. 
Miso said they're similar to the yeah, Antas. Yeah. So that's why I probably buy them. And they look cool. Yeah. Some of them are very cool looking. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. Reebok went super CrossFit-esque. They went for like a really lightweight lifting shoe with a slightly lower heel. No, they've and now with the Legacy, they've gone hardcore weightlifting. Completely opposite. Apparently CJ helped them. Desi- I think I think CJ Cummins helped them design them a really? lot. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Oh, I must look at the end or the new Eddie's set, Eddie's. But um, yeah, if I think I had to buy, I'd buy the Legacy. Your man um, Andrew Ramno wears them. He's uh, the Belarusian, yeah. Belarusian, one o nine. And if it's good enough for a man who's done two hundred plus kilo, he has a world record in one o five, two hundred kilo snatch. Yeah. as a junior. Yeah, yeah. If you he said that year, he said three junior world records, three senior world records, three Olympic world records as a junior at the Olympics and one uh, Olympic gold. So if they are good enough for one of the most talented weightlifters <laughs> ever, I think they're good enough for everyone else. And yeah. if Misa likes them, it's probably a good sign. Yeah. And then, yeah, remains to be seen what comes out next. So probably like a quick guide for somebody if you're just starting weightlifting and you're looking for shoes. The main difference between all the different shoe brands is the height of the heel. And like that is... They're all pretty high now. Yeah. Power the Adidas tend to be low and especially the Adi power lifts. Um, a lot of those are very, very low. They're like a half-inch heel compared to a one-inch heel or one-and-a-bit-inch heel. So do be cognizant of that. If you're super-duper mobile, then you'll probably get away with it. Super-duper um, mobile. But if you're like any of us, except Garf, who have done any sprinting or any sports in the past, you probably have super-stiff ankles. Yeah. Um, And you'll probably need a slightly higher heel. You're using like two still at the moment, yeah. Yeah. I think you're going to stick with the Nike 2s until they like fall apart and then get a pair of Antas or Nikes again. Adidas used to be... The only boys in the game. The only boys in the game. Yeah. Nike 1s were hit or miss if you really liked them. But now um, Adidas have really fallen off. Let me see. I'm trying to look at their new... Their new weightlifting shoes. Um, They're really fucking... Jesus, they're not good at all. You don't, I don't. I can't think of any good lifters either using the lift stung. I don't even. Oh, I had to. Oh shit! I forgot to talk about. It. I had the night trees as well at one point. Oh my god! Yeah, I remember those. I wore those for like two sessions, and yeah. I generally, I'd say less than less than ten sessions over the course of six months. Yeah. They. I wanted to like them, but geez, Louise, they were shit. They were just so. Not. If you haven't worn them, the night twos, or sorry, night threes, very similar to the Addy Powers in terms of heel height. Except super light. Yeah, very similar. Yeah. But not as good for some reason. No. So in terms of the height of the heel, similar to an Addy Power, um, but very, very light and super flexible at the front, which feels very weird on your back foot when you're split jerking. Addy Power. So they're the new Addy Powers, the ones ones are out. What do they look like? Um, They look like... Let's see. Oh, God. Oh, dear. So they look like the old Adidas power lifts. They look like an evolution of the Lishtung. Yeah. They don't look too bad on him. On. No. But like, if he was going to a trendy nightclub. <laughs> no, they... At some point, no matter how good a shoe performs, I can't get behind um, just how those look. They are not cool. Jeez Louise. Okay. And quick one-liner. I'm going to throw a few at you. The Lishtung are still <laughs> $225. What? Yeah. 
they need to leave go of that dream these are cheaper the brand new ones the brand new Addy Powers are cheaper Addy Power weightlifting too that makes no sense no they look so stupid go on me okay yeah uh, number one shoe for doing accessory working barefoot uh, number one trainers for just walking around in either 907s or cons nice yeah number one shoe for going to the cinema in cons and okay that's the only important things you do in your life pretty much <laughs> <laughs> number one knee sleeves to work to the cinema so you don't get knee pain <laughs> okay moving on up moving up to the knees the, up to the knees from the feet um, so let's oh actually something let's about start shoes. with okay I wear insoles so oh yeah you do you wear orthotics uh, well they're not orthotics because I didn't get them made no I bought them for 14 euro on Amazon oh my god you cheap bastard three years ago do you get what is it an arch support they're a three quarter length insole just okay. get an arch um, so I they look very similar to a like a custom made orthotic a 300 euro or- yeah. orthotic yeah I had those when I was a kid then you don't need to you get like 95% of the benefit yeah all um, what you sat me was I didn't have flat feet or anything but I had like pronate. inversion you pronated ankles I just, no, no, well, no I don't have flat feet either so as you can my see my toes used to point together when I'd run look at that Fitz is looking at my foot now and there's a phenomenal arch look at it look at that great arch so I, I also just have, have toes that are like child's hands apparently show me oh you do actually yeah yeah um, how could I forget so yeah you wear um, an arch support in your shoes there, um, so I just for some reason, I think it's from Taekwondo. Yeah, I, I, um, a lot of times I'd kick someone else's foot as they're kicking me. Yeah, and I'd say it just ruins on the ligaments, so I've pronated ankles. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know why I haven't addressed it to be honest. Yeah, I did stuff for a while and I got lazy with it. Yeah, I did it while I had the orthotics or not the orthotics, the insoles, and the insoles. So pronated ankles is just that my heel just collapses inwards. Yeah. And it doesn't it doesn't make my foot flat, but it, for all intents and purposes, it makes it so flatter. Um, I actually I've never I haven't lifted out them in like three years. Yeah, I I'm I don't know what would happen now. I don't know if if it made it any worse or better or, or what, but I keep doing it in me. Yeah, and I haven't had any problems. Yeah, yeah. At the time, I was actually having um problems with my the upper top right of my calf. What would Gas- you? Yeah, anterior lateral gastron gastronemus um from squats so because my calf was kind of so my my foot was collapsing inwards a bit yeah and then my calf was rotating out and taking a lot of pressure when i was doing super high rep squats at super heavy weight you love the old high rep squats so i was getting just like some serious inflammation yeah and then i just wore i around that time i got the insoles and I would say, if anyone is, is wondering about a few flat feet or pronated ankles, or let's say you're morbidly obese when you're younger, yeah, and your tendons got super relaxed from all the estrogen, and now your knees lock backwards, yeah, there's no harm in looking at it. No, no, and like it so can be as simple as standing on a hard floor, relaxed with your feet together, and getting someone to look from behind, yeah, and the line from your center of your ankle touching the ground to that point where your Achilles attaches on. Mm-hmm. straight up into your Achilles tendon that should be a straight line so you'll see Gareth is actually doing it right here as we speak live so oh yeah they're perfect yeah Jeez, you've great ankles great ankles um, so that your Achilles should follow basically a straight line your ankles shouldn't be caving in or falling out um, 
it's super easy to test. Those hypermobility issues chase people around for life. Yeah, it's actually very hard to um, get rid of. Yeah, it's really hard to coach people because um, it's like uh, it's an issue that takes months and months and months to try and fix, like hypermobility in the knee joint. I don't know how you, like leads to a lot of knee tendon issues. For sure. Yeah, and overhead, like elbows, shoulder issues, just stabilizing weight overhead. I know for like a few of the girls I've coached, stabilizing weight overhead has been so difficult because they hyperextend at the elbow. Mm -hmm. And it's like them doing bottoms up kettlebell presses and banded presses and unstable presses and just loads of muscle building work around the joint for months before they get in anywhere near stable position. At the risk of making anyone feel self-conscious, but having hypermobility in your legs, in your knees, yeah. is not cool. No. It looks not, it just looks so unathletic. <laughs> it does. And for good reason, because it like, it's very unathletic. It's like standing in a position with your toes pointed inwards, <laughs> you know? It's, it's like crossing your legs while you're sitting on a couch. It, um, <laughs> crossing your legs at the knee. <laughs> it's, um, I suppose I a lot I know you hear some people talk about you should fix the problem, right? Yeah. But if you're um if if you're a fat lease <laughs> if you're if you're making gains like you have only so much time to address so many problems. Yeah. And for all intents and purposes, it will fix the issue, right? And it will prevent you from getting injured. So it's gonna um far outweigh any like any little I don't really see any negatives to it no like it's well the it's only negatives is that for a few months athletes aren't going to be doing snatches and cleaning jerks at maximum weight in the uh, in, with insoles or orthotics no I'm talking about fixing hypermobility okay I'm, I'm talking so if it can be fixed we're on two completely different tracks so I'm talking about if you can put it in insoles and it will fix yeah. the issues yeah yeah I, I think, think they definitely should do it yeah because and I'm of, co of course you're supposed to try to keep fixing it while you're doing it, okay? Yeah. And I I haven't seen anyone, I've never heard anyone argue very well to say that it it won't help you fix it itself and learn a new position. Yeah. Because I know you hear some people, like someone, actually someone was telling me recently that they went to the physio and the physio were like, don't mind insults, they're stupid, you know, fix the problem. Yeah. And that's I fine to say. the physio they were talking about. Really? Yeah. We won't mention any names. Um, and I really don't agree with that because no. it's very hard to fix it. It takes months and months and months and months to fix, right? And in that period of time, you ha you if you're being sensible, you'll have to hold back your training. Yeah. Whereas if you put in the insoles while trying to fix it, yeah, you will almost immediately solve the problem and not have to reduce yourself from training. I know if, if you're if you're a 39-year-old CrossFitter using six months, yeah. Then of course it makes sense to fix it. But if you're a 21 year old lifter and you're doing nationals in six months, yeah, and you've just realised that this is a problem you didn't know about it before, I would put in your insoles, do your assistance exercises, yeah, hook a band around the inside of your foot, make make an arch, relax the arch, yeah, hook it on the other side, roll up a towel with your feet, walk put along a kettlebell on the end of a towel and roll it up with your feet, get out of town, yeah, walk along a pipe, yeah, do something, walk around barefoot when you're taking a piss, force an arch, yeah. Um, it's a huge amount of stuff you can do. Like if the um, if the insoles help with your hypermobility in your knee, which it might do, probably won't. Probably won't. But if you have it in your ankles or flat feet or something, and if you have flat feet and you're in your twenties, it's very, 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 very hard to make an arch. Yeah, and like the thing is near impossible. 
uh, I would never say impossible. Not impossible. Yeah. But very, very, very it's unlikely. It's difficult, right? And the thing is, if especially if you're a CrossFit athlete or a CrossFitter. If you're running and stuff. Um, if you're running and God doing forbid. double unders and doing box jumps with a flat foot and not putting in insoles or doing things to fix them, like, that's a huge risk for tearing Ackley's tendons, doing damage to the bone structure in your mm-hmm. feet. Like Nobody wants plantar fasciitis. No. Having been somebody who had it in both feet at the same time, nobody wants it. It is excruciatingly painful. No one was using a kinesiology tape either when you were fucking ten years old. No, nobody was using kinesiology. And nobody knew what that was. When I was like twelve, I got a condition called metatarsalgia, which basically meant swelling of my metatarsals, which are the bones in my feet. Yeah, because I used to just jump off things all the time, and I destroyed my feet. I remember when people started using kinesiology tape. Actually, everyone was like. I still remember playing a rugby match and seeing a guy with his knee like fully done out, you know, and like yeah, the, yeah, X, yeah. the X pattern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for the whole time, I thought he was wearing like this brace. So I kept <laughs> trying to hit it, hit a, a tackle him or get into a rock. Yeah, yeah. I'd be like trying to put my knee into it if he was on the ground and stuff. The story was. Yeah. Then it turned out it was just sellotape. If that's all, like basically. And you know, they, t- they tried to say for a while that you had to be really careful putting it on. So careful because it attached to the skin Super so much. Applicable. It was like you could pull the skin off after yeah. you take it off. <laughs> but then, um, now you see weightlifters at international competitions yeah. covered in the stuff because yeah, they're broken. Yeah. But anyway, back to the insole thing. I, I don't see a good argument for not wearing insoles. No. As long as you were still addressing it. Like, if someone says you should address the problem, I'm like, okay, I can't say you're wrong. And I definitely agree with you. But if. There's no reason you just can't wear the insoles while you're addressing the problem. Yeah. It's not going to undo the work. If anything, no, it will reinforce no, no. the work you're doing. So it's like getting somebody into the gym, teaching them how to squat for the first time. Mm-hmm. And they have really poor ankle mobility to the stage where they can't get anywhere near or below parallel. And you've been like, just try on a pair of weightlifting shoes. It doesn't mean they stop doing all the ankle mobility work and try to improve their ankle mobility. Yep. But it just gets them to a training environment and being able to have some sort of stimulus while doing all that work. Like, I like I just I think that's a physio. If so, if you want to do it yourself, so you're like, I'm not going to wear insoles. I'm going to fix it. More power to you. And then I'm sure you'll come out with you'll learn a lot from fixing your own problems and yeah. stuff. And that's great. But don't not don't not wear them because a physio told you not to wear them. Yeah. Unless he's an elite national level physio yeah. and he's giving you a very good reason. But if he's Joe Soap, you paid 50 euro for, for 35 minutes, 20 minutes, that was rubbing your foot. And I'm going to say, mm-hmm. in Ireland anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. from all the physios I've ever come across. Many of them. A lot of physios. Yeah. Over a lot of years. Yeah. I'm going to say mm-hmm. less than 5% of the physiotherapists in Ireland are worth paying money to. Not the money they charge anyway. No. I've um, never seen a good physio. I'm not saying there's no good physios. And I've like... I've never personally visited one. My undergrad course shared probably 30% of our course with physios. Yeah. You know, yeah, we, yeah. S- we see what they're being taught. They're not being taught anything really about injury rehabilitation. Their strapping and taping consists of a 10-week module that, to be honest, I probably learned less about than I did following a physio for 15 minutes yeah. in a rugby changing room. Um just be careful when you're choosing physios it's the same as choosing a coach so i'd say definitely definitely get the insoles if it's the thing you need yeah and, tr- and if you don't like it then and you prefer to fix it and ball on so moving from distal to proximal end of the tibia let's talk about the knees 
tendinitis. <laughs> so, so the first few years of uh, my lifting career, I'd say for the first two or three years, I didn't wear any uh, knee sleeves or anything. I actually didn't wear a belt. And do you know whose fault that was? Whose fault? It was Clarence's fault. Clarence fucking Young, Kennedy. impressionable. He was like, that's for idiots. That's like, for crazy people. I just didn't like the idea of um, doing it. So I think... You wanted to be 100% raw? I can't remember if I started wearing a belt first or uh, knee wraps. Yeah. I th- I think it was... I think I started wearing a belt first. Okay. Um, Only because I'd say I injured my back so many times. It's not even funny. We were talking about this last night, you know, that yeah. the aggression I used to bring to training. So this is one of the funniest quotes of the trip so far. So we're like deep into this conversation. We're talking about what we used to do when we were younger and how we used to train. And, and the kind of attitude of younger athletes is how it came up. We're talking about everybody when they're in like late teens, early 20s. You go into training sessions with huge amounts of gusto and aggression. <laughs> so Garf Garf what was the quote? Okay. I I used to just be super aggressive all the time at training and then there was a little silence and then I got injured a lot though. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so true, like every three months you were getting injured, getting hurt. Making great progress though. Yeah, making huge strides Phen- in your training. Phenomenal progress. Phenomenal. Um, um yeah, so I think I started wearing a belt first because um, at the advice my coach called was like wear a fucking belt. Yeah. So I got the old uh, strap on from <laughs> <laughs> from sick or strength shop. The same belt all of us have. Every, the, the belt you find in every single gym in Ireland. Oh my god! Yeah. It's in the UK. UK. Yeah, the UK. The yeah. sick, the strength shop. Strength shop velcro belt. Great. I wore that for years. I still have one. Great belt. Yeah. Um, it took about three years of abuse for all the Velcro peeled off. Yeah. And the I still remember maxing my squat. Oh, this is when I just started to CrossFit and it was like doing 180 or 185. And I was sitting in the bottom of the squat and the strap just burst open. And I remember being able to see in like my rearward peripheral vision, if there's such a thing, mm-hmm. being able to see my belly extruding out <laughs> through my T-shirt and then trying to drive up with no belt on. Your obesity. Oh my God, it was horrendous. Um... But yeah, you totally distracted me there. I just back laughed. to the knees anyway. Back, no, so I wore I wore a belt first. Okay, and then you moved on to the knees. Yeah, because I um the belt was belt helped a lot. Well, not a lot, but I don't remember it being a thing. I just remember using a belt, and I never made a big deal about it. Yeah, yeah. And I think people, and then I, I so I started wearing knee wraps. I only bought knee sleeves like two years ago. The SPD knee sleeves. And um, those knee wraps were like the tissue paper ace bandages. Yeah. Or, no, they're actually no. They were lower lower quality than ace bandages because I was in college at the time. They were the ones you get in the you get them free physio first aid bags, like a euro seventy five. Yeah. And uh, I just bought four of them. They're like slightly yeah. darker brown. Wrap that motherfucker up. Yeah. Um. Th- yeah. Uh, a, a, dar- a dirty, yeah. dirty tan color. A dirty pink is what I call them. Like chocolate pop tart color brown. Just use the same ones for months on end. Yeah, and they did me grand. I squatted two forty in them. Just can't go wrong with them, really. No, Paul's front squatted two hundred in them. National records. Bob's your uncle. Um, so I actually, I don't like them as much anymore, and I don't yeah. know. They were just a lot of hassle. Yeah, I I don't know how much they added to my squat. To be honest, yeah, I don't know if they added yeah, anything. Yeah. I think they were just something in my knee. I think, I, a but big no, thing. they did actually. No, they did. I used to wrap them pretty tight. Yeah. definitely yeah they definitely did actually they did i think a big thing that comes when people start wearing wraps and these suits versus 
they just get that proprioception, you know, and that mm-hmm. tightening around the knee, and it mightn't actually physically give them anything, but then suddenly they get an instant cue as to where the bottom of their squat is. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, I, w- I was going to squat. For the more beginner people who aren't naturally talented at squatting. In- inclined at squatting. Yeah. Yeah, like, I think, like, they d- no, they did. It. They definitely added something. There was definitely a bit of spring in them. Okay. I wanted them for spring, like you know, I did. Yeah. Like I, I wanted to get something out of them. Um, no, they were definitely good. And then, like moving, I just the SPD was just kind of. Uh, I just they're just kind of a lot of hassle wrapping your knees. Yeah. Because you kind of you have to wrap them every twenty minutes or so realistically, and they're even less sometimes. And, you, and like you have to re-roll them to wrap them properly. Yeah. And jeez, Louise. It's Does so much hassle. A long time. So then I got the uh, SB Nieces and actually, so just to give some um, some a detail on yeah. Some like I added, I went from if you're like Jesus, I can't really afford seventy or worth of Nieces, or I can't justify it. They are the best. My squat went from um, like one seventy to two forty, and with those knee tissue paper wraps. So don't think that you need to buy super expensive yeah. wraps or knee sleeves or don't think you need the SPD ones just because I use them now. Yeah. Um, uh, we must say as well that his squat didn't jump from 170 to 240 when he put the wraps on. Oh, sorry. It's but he progressed in his training from 170 to 240. In about, I think it was about 10 months maybe. Yeah. Was it 10 months? I also added about 10 kilo body weight. Yeah. But um you skipped the weight class. <laughs> I skipped the weight class. I did, yeah. I went from an 85 to a 105. Woo. Um that's 20 kilos, girl. Well, let's say Yeah, you were walking around. Let's say 88 to 99 like. Yeah, yeah. Ish. Yeah. Plus or minus a few kilos. Um yeah, that like one of my proudest moments actually, one of my best achievements in weightlifting, I think that it, I was very happy. The first time I squatted 200, I did it for 3. Nice. Yeah, I wanted. I was just r- like really wanted to squat two hundred for reps the first time I did it. Yeah, and there was like, there was no bones about it. Like, yeah, so I originally yeah, yeah. said two. I did a set of three, but I could have done five. Really? So when I started this, um, this uh, like kind of squat cycle, Paddy was helping me with it. Yeah, and it was really like five by five, five by five, once a week. Yeah, like three by three, three by three. Yeah, I uh, so I got to like. So my squat at the time was like 170 and I got to like 180 for 2x2. Two two. Yeah. And I was like, nice. So I purposely did max because I really, really, I really wanted to destroy it the first time I did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then I'd restart that again and go to like, at like 2x2 two two at 190. Yeah. And then I think I got to like 2x3 at 190. Yeah. And I knew it was up then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first, I actually, I must find the video and repost it, but um. I did 200, I did 200 for three, like, and it was yeah. hissing. I was so fucking pumped. That's one of the, f- there's two, I can remember three big PBs in my uh, weightlifting career. So, thus far. Thus far. 100 kilo snatch. Yeah. So I was watching Red Eye Powers. It was in the shed. Yeah. 2012 Olympics run. <laughs> Someone had uploaded a 160 kilo snatch of Ily in the training hall on YouTube. Yeah. It's little technique. I literally woke up, right? No, no breakfast. <laughs> Cup of coffee. Yeah, honestly, I woke up an hour so amped. This is ta- I'm talking. This is about the ferocity I used to bring to training. Yeah, I'm talking yeah. about the retiredness. <laughs> I went like 60, 80, 90, 100. Oh. First time snatching hundred kilos. Yeah, I was so pumped. Yeah, it was like eleven o'clock in the morning. Like it was on the um, <laughs> obviously it was in August. Like yeah, I was at home. It was college. Like just absolutely just you no amount of cocaine 
smashed it. No, like I was literally just, I was like, that's a sick snatch. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> she went up, snatched 100 kilos. Um, baby girl. Nice. Curly afro. Next, next. So then 200 for three was the next really biggie. The big, the biggie, like. Yeah. The big deg. And then 166 kilo at the Europeans. Nice. 166. Yeah. For the national record. I really wanted that. Yeah. Because the lifter who did it, clean jerk, 165. But he was also on gear. And I know he's in gear because he tested positive like a few months yeah, later. Yeah, he got popped. Yeah. So I was like, I was amped for that. Amped. No, that, but I think, I don't think I've ever made a PB like the 100 kilo snatch. Really? I don't think I've ever felt so happy. I've been pumped for yeah. PBs. And, but I've just never been so, like, I, I say I was still 18. Yeah. I actually did 115 as a 85. Fuck off. Yeah. Uh, I'd say I was still I was still 18 actually I'd say yeah. no I would have been 19 actually okay yeah yeah but I remember the first time I hit 100 kilos was in UL and William was there so I'd start the training yeah and I was like I'm fucking gonna hit the 100 kilos whatever party had like programmed this down mm-hmm. to a T that was the yeah, only yeah. thing I wanted in my life and uh, I think it was in first year in UL and they so started training did like super long warm up everything perfect like hit all the percentages on the way up then missed 100 kilos and then William arrived and I proceeded for the next I'd say hour to miss 100 kilos maybe 8 times 7 times only 8 a lot of times and uh, I basically grabbed William and was like you're not allowed to leave this gym until I snatch 100 kilos straps or no straps uh, no straps and then, your knees? no just Ryan Flanagan's red Addy powers that was it and my Superman t-shirt nailed it that had been trained in probably five times that week early nailed it and then made the technicallyest prettiest snatch ever and nailed 100 kilos probably the only thing I've ever felt happy about doing in weightlifting really? <laughs> uh, surely no 125 snatch last year yeah really like that yeah and then I moved so back around to the old knee wraps yeah then I got the new SPD about three, two or three years ago. I think about three years ago now. Just because I was sick of fucking wrapping knees. Yeah. And the SPD are very good knee sleeve. Very, very good. Yeah. Uh, did you get, did you, did you have another pair of wraps before that? I heard just random things, but they're all. Yeah. No actual. Yeah, you never trained for a time of them. The people knitting them in China didn't intend them for use yeah. for squatting. Well, not that I know of. They yeah. could have been. I used the SPD and they're unbelievably good. So good. Yeah. I actually. I bought do you know the blue and white Chinese knee warmer wrap things from uh, Hook Grip. They're not knee sleeves. They're no, irrelevant. I bought them from um, they're Which basically for hiding the amount of knee wraps you're wearing. <laughs> I think that's the only reason people wear them. Because they don't keep your knees that warm. Do they not they keep your knees warm? Not really. What are they for? So I hiding knee wraps is the only thing I can think of. Um because don't keep your knees warm. They give you absolutely nothing in the squat. So I definitely wouldn't recommend for anyone to buy them. Did it not? I, th- I thought that was the whole idea was just keep your knee warm, your patella a bit. Well, I'm comparing it to like the SVD, where your knee is very, very, very warm all the time because it's surrounded by a huge amount of neoprene and sweat. Sweating warm, like. Um, but that's pretty much the only thing that they could be useful for. Hiding um, knee wraps. Yeah. Which is no limit anymore in competition. No. So then I had like those toilet paper wraps kind of wore those on and off it would be like every time I go for like a max I'd throw a pair of them on and then start training in the SPDs which I love 
and when we were in Kazakhstan last year, we bought real ace we bandages. We bought real. They are not the, the same. The and ace bandage. They're not the same. They're not the same at all. As and ace bandages. Back when home. you're looking at people wearing them in competition and you think they're ace bandages, mm-hmm. they are not. Well, this ace band are they not the same company? Are they both? Are no, they? no, they're not. They're so much thicker. Lad. So much thicker. They're wider and thicker. Yeah. They're and so the like the. They're the whitest white you'll ever see. Yeah. <laughs> They're so white. But the elastic in them is really, really they're strong. They're, yeah, the real clotty elastic. Yeah. So they... Cut off the circulation to your knees. Yes. They're I, what I wear now. So actually, when we first met Miso last year in Uzbekistan, yeah. I um, I had severe diarrhea because... So we basically hadn't trained in five weeks. I tra- Yeah, I hadn't touched the bar. And we had like the opportunity to go and train in the Uzbekistani Federation, which was amazing in itself. Yeah. And then we were there on a Tuesday evening. And they no, said, no, no, no. It was a Thursday, was it? No, I think it was Tuesday, Wednesday. Doesn't matter anyway. What yeah. day it was? I hate people doing it. It was an Thursday. evening anyway. It was Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> so we we'd gone in by ourselves. <laughs> you just did that. We were in by ourselves. And uh, the guy who was working for the Federation, who's a really, really nice guy, made us feel really welcome. He was like, maybe tomorrow you come and we have a big guest for you. Oh, or no, no, was no, that evening? no, no. Yeah, no. Yeah. told me. He's yeah. like, Misa will be there, you know. And then. Um, but Gurf was basically, the world was falling out of Gurf's ass. Well, I lost four kilos in like two he days. He was vomiting from his ass. Pissing up my ass. <laughs> and uh, Gregor said, Miso might be there. And then your man, um, ask her about, I think was his name. He said, Miso will be here at a certain time tomorrow if you come train or something. So I was like, I actually couldn't even lift the bar on the Friday. No. Couldn't lift the bar. I was dying. Yeah. And um, I started warming up with the bar and I had to stop because I was... Sh- shook isn't even the word for it no pacing out my asshole yeah, in terrible terrible way that's what I had and I had all to train in five weeks and we had gotten our first aid kit robbed two oh, weeks yeah. beforehand so nothing. we had no antibiotics no modium no modium no activated charcoal didn't even have fucking nothing yeah. didn't even have um, like vitamin C we didn't even have the fucking what's the salts the uh, uh, diorolite we didn't even diorolite and we had so much diorolite in that first aid kit so then um we were like, oh shit, we better lo- look for some wraps in the chemist because there's chemists everywhere. And we just found these wraps because we knew we were like, we were, oh, so, sorry, actually, no. So we, next day we come training, I did some, no, actually, no, sorry, that same day. So yeah. we, we got, we went looking and we found these holy grail of wraps. Yeah. Phenomenal wraps. They came in a paper packet. If we can find them, we're going to sell them. Yeah. But it'll take a while, I'd say. Yeah, we need to get a Kazakhstan person or an Uzbekistan person, person and to, um, um, help us out. They were very good. So we wore those, did some training. And then Miso was squatting, so I started squatting with him. And I literally pulled 225 <laughs> kilo back squat of mass. I hadn't touched the bar in no. five weeks now. No bar. In terms of things I've seen in a gym that were impressive, like for hatchetness. <laughs> I don't know if the, if the guys from outside of Ireland, the girls from outside of Ireland will know what hatchet is. But hatchet basically means rough. Not meant for purpose, no. just doing things a bit redneck. Uncoat. So what you need to think about is if somebody was to cut open something with a scissors, instead use a hatchet. Yeah. This was hatchet. Gurf was like vastly down in body weight, pissing out of his ass. After t- about three weeks, you start losing muscle mass. So I was losing some muscle tissue. Yeah. Um, I I just cleared up. I think that's that day. Yeah. And um, Misa was squatting. And I, I couldn't let it be known that I was dying. <laughs> so I squatted 225. That was, I think that was one of the most impressive things I've done. Definitely. There was just, um, there's no, there's no real words for it. Like it was no. horrendous. It felt so hard. 
Yeah, I can't. it looked hard. Like, it wasn't hard, like, oh, I'm so tired from training. It was hard because I was like, oh, this is what it feels like to everyone else when they're squatting, <laughs> like, is it? So, yeah, I, ma- I made that anyway. But those knee wraps helped. Uh, my leg was, my calves were going numb. I'd yeah. wrapped them so tight. Yeah. But it sure helped. Yeah, so that's what I've worn for the last, like, I've hit, like, kind of three or four big squat PVs in the last few months. You wear your SPDs over those as well, don't you? No, I don't wear the SPDs anymore. Oh, I you did that for a little bit, I though, did that you? for a little bit, yeah. You didn't? No. Is it that how you tore your pec? <laughs> oh, my God, stop. Yeah. Um, and then... No, so I hit 220 wearing two pairs of those Uzbekistani ones. I hit... What did you do, 200 for six, then? Those Uzbekistani ones. Just by themselves? Just by themselves. Do you tie them very one tight? One pair, sorry, not two. One pair? Uh, tied pretty tight, yeah. One just one wrap each leg. One wrap each leg, and then do your legs, ever, your calves ever go numb on them or anything? Yeah, all the time. It's such a horrible, horrible feeling. Yeah, I think it kind of can contributes to like the feeling in your head as well. You know, when you get super dizzy, if you can't feel your feet that well, because you're just cutting out the amount of bl- area the blood can circulate around. <laughs> it's only from your torso to your nipples. <laughs> the blood. Um, and I hit two thirty in those. Yeah, basically every squat PB of it has been in those. So to round it up like we did with the shoes, I would say if you're a beginner or an intermediate and you're like, do I have to wear knee sleeves? Should I should I definitely wear them? I would say you definitely, definitely, definitely don't have to wear them. No. And if, and if you're a beginner, you shouldn't wear them. No, for at least a year, I'd say. Yeah. A year, I would. Because they can hide a lot of crimes. Yeah, especially knee wraps yeah. or knee, knee sleeves. Uh, unless you want to wear like the Chinese ones, the... The tissue pit, like the 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 really the tin. knee condoms. The knee condoms. <laughs> if you wear the knee condoms, there's no problem with that. Zero <laughs> problem with that. Extra safe. Extra. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, extra safe because no one's gonna have sex with you wearing them. Um, I would I would definitely wear those. They're totally fine. But yeah. I wouldn't wear. If you want to look cool with your gym bros. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to be trendy, yeah, wear them. Uh, but I wouldn't say I wouldn't wear any any kind of knee sleeves. Definitely no, no no knee wraps. No, 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 no. More so than knee sleeves. I think for weightlifting, a knee sleeve is a lot better than a knee wrap. But none at all, really, for the first time. None year. at all, it's better. And then if you and then if you're not sure what you want to wear, or if you should wear them, so if it's been over a year, maybe two years or something, I would say just try out cheap stuff first. Yeah. Or if you have the money, just go for just try out something. There's plenty of like generic brands, like Strength Shop have some sleeves. Yeah, um, strength shop have some tanks of knee sleeves. I yeah, do the blue and yellow, the bumblebee ones. Are they seven mil? They're, <laughs> they're thick. <laughs> they make your legs go numb. But there are, and there's loads available on Amazon and on all those sites. You know that you can get per- fairly cheap. Try them out, see how you like it. It is a very different feeling when you squat, mm-hmm. um, and that bundling of of material behind your knees does limit your squat mobility. And if you get something out of them, then don't be afraid to keep wearing them. No. Um, as long as you're not... The only way in time I would say never ever wear them, no matter how long you're training... Is if you're covering an injury. Yeah, so if something hurts when you don't wear them and then it doesn't hurt when you do wear them, I would say definitely don't be wearing them and no. fix the problem. Same as with the, I suppose the insoles in some ways. Yeah. Um, and I would definitely say train without them regularly. So even if you do really like them and they do really help you, I would definitely say do s- at least some squats without yeah. them. Maybe yeah, at yeah. least once a week. Um, because, because what happened yesterday, Garf? Didn't have them. Garf showed up at the gym and his knee sleeves are back in the room. Didn't need them. Didn't need them. Didn't need them. No. What was it? Just back squats? Yeah, just like back squats. And an interesting note on that, Gabriel Sincrean wears no equipment. Only in competition. When he's training. So he only wears belts and knee wraps. Yeah. Tighten up knee wraps, I'd say. 
Yeah. Well, the tissue paper ones. In competition, he wears those and no belt or knee wraps. In com- out, oh, outside, outside of competition. Because he says when he gets competition, it feels really easy. Yeah. I think he just doesn't. Um, to be honest, I think the real reason is he just doesn't want the hassle of wearing them. <laughs> He's um, an efficient man. And they Incredibly just. Incredibly efficient. They seem like they just had hassle. Yeah. He's, he's life. So um, I think kind of in his head too, he likes not wearing it. Yeah. So uh, he's going for 300 soon, I think, the back squat. And he'll get it. He will get it. Oh yeah. my God. His squats are going incredibly well. He's been pushing hard. Imagine yeah. someone talented just focusing on his back squats. <laughs> Crazy. Um, Imagine. So then moving on to the belt. The belt. I So I started wearing a belt at some points. I actually really can't remember when. But <laughs> it's all a blur. <laughs> belts are a bit different than these because they don't. Uh, so just, I think the research says that they don't limit the activation. Yeah, they make no yeah. difference in activation. So whereas with knee sleeves, if you if you're limiting range of motion, you're almost certainly limiting some kind of uh, activation. Quite a, like some yeah. last range of motion of muscle tissue or whatever. So in that case, you you definitely are you definitely could be limiting some kind of uh, muscle growth. Yeah. But with a belt, it's it seems to be zero. You're not. No. But I wonder. I don't know. I still think for beginners, in terms of stability. Yeah, and you should learn like those patterns of motor fiber activation. You know mm-hmm. how to stabilize, how to be strong under load, um, and then that will make you better in a year or two's time when you do if you do decide to use a belt, it'll just make you a lot stronger. I so I wore a belt for uh, like well three years maybe, and then one year I hit um I PB clean jerk one eighty five, and that day actually it was at a competition, and I forgot to bring my belt, <coughs> but I made it. Oh my goodness! Without the belt, you seem to always forget your shit. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I don't need a belt, and I didn't wear one up until for about another three years. I didn't wear any belt. Yeah. Up until about three months ago, when I just kind of felt like it was time to start wearing a belt again. No need to make a big deal about it. I just put it on. Yeah. But then, so I'd always never liked uh, leather belts. I tried one or two. I was just not into it. <laughs> it was just not happening. So I bought a new. Because you got a boner every time you felt the leather. <laughs> <laughs> I got a. I got a new. I got a new leather belt from Vulcan or I don't know something stupid. And then I was like, oh, it's okay. But then one day, I forgot to bring that belt. Yeah. And Again, I, there was a rogue belt in uh, one of the CrossFits I was training at McLaren's, and uh, it was really nice. And I actually liked it a little bit more. Yeah. And then I was like, "Fuck this! I'll go buy the rogue belt." Until I saw the price of it. I think we, did we talk about this in something else. Yeah, we ago? talked about it yesterday. Yeah, and it was 120 euro before tax and before shipping. Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, I don't care that much." Yeah. Lo and behold, I saw the old hooker belt, 70 euro or something. Which isn't what's nicer belt. Maybe 70 dollars. Much nicer. I d- so he said it looks similar to the, and he's, they were made in Russia and it looks similar to the Rogue one. And he, Nate was Nate was saying that the person making these belts is making belts for years. Yes. So I, I was like, fuck it, I'll, I'll buy this one. It can't be too much different. Yeah. Love the belt. So nice. Yeah, it's really nice. And what I discovered, right, and uh, and obviously a flaw when I was lifting and I was younger, was that when you wear a Velcro belt and you pull it really tight, yeah, you're just squeezing everything in as opposed to pushing out into the belt. Yeah, which is no bueno. No, but when you wear a leather belt, you have to push out the leather belt all the time, unless mm-hmm. you have a tiny waist, because you have to keep pushing against something. Yeah, which is much better in my opinion. And let alone for any kind of muscle activation or whatever. That aside, 
you just get more out of if you're always pushing into something rather than letting yeah. it just squeeze in. Yeah, yeah. It definitely. should seem obvious, I suppose. So I'm a big fan of the leather belt now at the moment. Did you ever try those white illegal belts? Apparently they're shit. Yeah. Miso's actually said that as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said the Nisi's weren't great either. Yeah. Miso's belt is interesting. Yeah, so Miso has sewn sewn or Tech Seven, I don't know. I don't think he knows what Tech Seven is. No. Or Tiger Seal. <laughs> has combined two belts two so he has a Nike that Nike orange one that's pretty yeah. famous. And then he's put another it looks like it's some kind of random strength shot belt or some yeah. equivalent and sewn or put them together. So he has a Velcro belt now that's um that has the rigidity of, of a leather one. It's about an inch thick, I'd say. Yeah. He's sewn the two of them together. Yeah. Very interesting. Really interesting. I'd love to wear it just to see what it feels like. I don't think I'd like it. <laughs> so the thing is, when we talk about like rigidity, if you're holding a belt and you grab the bottom of it and the top of it, yeah. they're usually like, so I think the rule in weightlifting is 11 centimeters. It can't be any wider. So you can get your hand around it. And it's if you squeeze those two bits together, how rigid that is. The problem with most Velcro belts is that's not rigid at all. No. And it folds over as if you were to... If you did that with an A4 pad or a copy book or any sort of paper thing, it would just fold over. Yeah. Um, whereas a, a leather belt holds its shape a lot better. But again, if you really don't like leather belts. Yeah. So the problem with the, the only problem with that hooker belt is the whole spacing is off by like half a hole for me. Do you reckon? Yeah. I just can't get it quite tight enough. It's kind of hard to put back into the second loop as well to secure the... I don't care about <coughs> that. I like the little belt boner. Oh, do you? Yeah. I'd be worried to get it touched in the clean. See, I only wear it squatting. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, you don't wear it cleaning? I don't think I've worn that belt doing cleans. Do you wear any belt cleaning, jerking? I usually wear my strength shop belt. There you go. I usually just wear whatever belt is in the gym. Um, Nothing wrong with that either. No. But I would say if if you really hate leather belts and you try it and you're like, I don't like this, more power to you to use yeah, the Velcro belts. If you are using the Velcro belts, it doesn't have to be ratcheted tight, you know? I'd say definitely don't ratchet it tight. Yeah, what I tend to do is like blow my stomach out into it a little bit and then tighten it. That's what I actually do a lot. Yeah. So I think I was, when I was before a few years ago when I was wearing it, that's what I used to breathe out and then tighten yeah. it. Look, if it's good enough for Ilya to do um, two, four, six yeah. in, it's good enough for every other player wearing it. I think so. Us included. <laughs> I'm. I'm. I would say definitely though. If you're not sure, give both of them a chance if yeah. it's possible, and see what you like before. Because gear is expensive. Yeah. Very expensive. Like the rogue belt is. That's so overpriced. It's not funny. Yeah, it's crazy. But rogue everything. But they obviously sell them though. Like yeah. yeah. And then. Okay, so moving from same idea as everything else. So don't wear it if you're covering up an injury. Yeah. And then it's not making you weaker by wearing it, it would seem. No. So, but then... Well, yeah, it's not inhibiting training of muscle groups by wearing it. That might not mean it's not making you weaker. No. I think it does make you weaker in a sense, because if you don't wear if you wear them a lot and you don't wear it, it feels harder. Yeah, you become reliant on it. So that, in for all intents and purposes, make you weaker. Yeah. Scientifically or not, <laughs> you're weaker, I suppose. Where's your science now? So I would say, in order of taking things off and training with them... I would always start with the knee sleeves and stuff. Yeah. And then the belt can be optional. Yeah. It's good to do both. Recently, I did nothing. I wore no shoes. Squatted 200 for a few reps. No belts, no sleeves, no... Did you braid the back of your hair and wear a French lip bracelet? Stop harsh my mellow, bro. <laughs> and then after, like, so I would say, there's nothing wrong with wearing belts either, but again, 
a year, maybe a year and a half, maybe yeah. in two years. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Let's say if you're getting close to yours, you can yeah. fuck one on. Put on that strap on. Strap it on. And then moving up, we have... Moving up into the handy poos. Handy poos. So wrist straps. Do you wear them? I, so... I've no good answer for this now, right? But I used to have such sore wrists. <laughs> used to hurt a lot. Like, I used to always wear them. You used to be so skinny. I don't know, was that it? My joints were always big, though. Yeah. These hands were always these hands, bro. Yeah, you have pretty thick wrists. And I've no idea why my wrists used to hurt so much, so routinely. Yeah. And I didn't change. I don't know what I've changed since the last years. But touching um, plywood. I, uh, I just haven't had any wrist issues. Uh, well, no, I have. I'd have had wrist tendinopathy, but yeah. that's no bone issues or joints. Yeah, I'm not really sure why it is. Maybe it's just general strengthening of um, bone mass increasing. Yeah, actually, I did have. So I really hurt my wrist extra one time, right? And extra I was like, sore. So this is so sorry. I went to physio. So we're talking. This what? got this got real. So I went in, and what are the two bones in your forearm? Uh, your ulna and your radius. So I had moved my radius. Fuck off. Moved the end of it. She was like, you're after moving your radius. Or Did you click it back? No, no, it moved from... It had been happening slowly. Oh, Jesus. I was like, golly, gosh. <laughs> golly, gosh, Batman. I was after... I was like, so what's the story? Can I keep training? Yeah. And she was like, yeah, but you'll have to work on it to get it back, you know? Okay. She was like, do planks and push-ups and stuff. And I was like, fuck you, lady. Yeah. That night I went and jerked. I think it was, I, gen- I can't remember if it was 150 or 180 for the first time. Okay. Wrapped him up with the old boxing wraps. And I was like, fuck him. <laughs> and um, it just kind of went away itself. Yeah. That was a weird one, though. Because she said it so blasé. She was like, you're actually after moving it. You could see it. Like, you could see. Yeah. If I bent. Like, I hope it's not moved now. But you could see when I lifted up that the, the bone was high. Like, yeah, yeah. You could yeah. actually physically, when she pointed out, it seemed very obvious. Yeah. It wasn't excruciating, but it was unpleasant to say the least. That kind of sight of it was probably made worse by some swelling. Like I think the scar tissue as well was like she was saying it was kind of dragging it back up a bit yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. And I th- that went away. Yeah. You, you can't worry about every injury you get made of thing like. <laughs> <laughs> You'd never lift weights if you were worried about every injury. <laughs> Just a bit of bone movement, like yeah. So uh, that moves, and I obviously didn't get any calcification or anything like that, and it went back at some point. I'm not sure which. Yeah. Um, so I used to just wear boxing wraps they were the best Yeah, I would definitely say if you were going to wear wraps to your wrist I would always recommend boxing wraps to your hand but just wrap around your wrist Yeah, because they're a bit more malleable and you can get a bit more and freedom. there's plenty length in them so you can put it in the right place like don't wear powerlifting wraps no no so those velcro wraps sorry this is for weightlifters actually yeah this is for weightlifters, for weightlifters the velcro wraps with the firstly the hook grip or the thumb hook isn't allowed anymore so you're not allowed to have that little loop of fabric that goes up around your thumb. And then that kind of Velcro one. But you can still wrap it and take off the thumb. Oh, up. yeah, you can, yeah. Um, so the elastic, like, elasticated Velcro one isn't ideal. Because what you want to do with a wrist strap is... Elicos are like that, actually. Yeah. I don't like those. Like, I have a pair of the just fabric ones that you wrap around a shitload of times and then you tuck in the little lace. Um, what you want to think about with a wrist strap is... You're just limiting a certain axis of motion. You're not trying to make that axis of motion slightly spongier. You're just trying to stop your wrist going all the way back. Um, so I definitely don't like the Velcro elasticated ones. I'd say even for powerlifters, yeah, I would go with the boxing wraps again. Yeah, or equivalent. So, yeah, a lot of the time for powerlifters they'll wear a much thicker 
elasticated one, they'll actually go up onto their hand. Yeah, I don't like I don't like that at all. I really, no. really don't like that. No. Like you're not benching three hundred and ten kilos. No, if Larry Wheels does it, then you can do it. But you ain't Larry Wheels. No, but if you're benching three hundred kilos like Larry Wheels, yeah, yeah. You can do it. But yeah. I don't like that. I think um you're just like you're really you don't want to be mobilizing a joint like that much. No. Obviously you're doing it anyway. But you don't want to be like like casting it almost. The other thing is Yeah. For the amount of frequency you have in the bench press, which is where the majority of people wear wrist straps. Yeah. They end up benching with wraps on four times a week and never doing anything without the wraps on. And then you just detrain all that musculature in your forearm, everything that stabilizes your wrist when you should just be learning how to hold things with a straight wrist. Garth is just partially spilling a bottle of water. I just spill it in the <laughs> Um Yeah, that's actually a good point. Yeah. Um I don't obviously if you're So we basically have zero opinions on wrist straps. Yeah, I, d- I don't think there's anything wrong with we them. We don't really wear them. We don't think there's anything hugely wrong with them. To ask any time I've coached anyone who uses them or I've seen people who use them, they have shit wrist positions overhead. They don't understand that your wrist shouldn't be fully in extension when you go overhead. Yeah. They don't understand that the weight should go through the bone in the heel of your hand yep. rather than up somewhere near your knuckles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And every problem I've seen fixed with a wrist strap could probably just be fixed with good positions. For the only time I've worn wrist straps this year, I think, is the first time low bar squatting 220. And that's because my actual mobility in my shoulders, that's when I tore my pec squatting. <laughs> so you're saying... Where you're in wrist wraps, tore your pec? No, no. So my shoulders were so immobile. Yeah, yeah. The one I tried to get into a low bar position, the only way I could hold the bar was with my wrist fully in extension. So knuckles pointed all the way back, and that felt like shit, obviously, on my wrist. So I just wrapped my wrist for that, and then ended up hitting the squat rack as I walked it out, <laughs> and putting a minor avulsion fracture in my collarbone, and tearing a piece of my pec off the bone. <laughs> What you said, so right? as we said, don't just cover up lack of mobility. I wonder or deficits with a wrist wrap. Like I can understand if you're wearing them, if you're benching super heavy and you yeah. really want to keep your wrist straight up and down. And if you even if you save it for competition or like three or four weeks before yeah. comp, then that's 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 good. Like for powerlifting or something. Yeah, like that. or only when you go out your wide grip competition yeah. grip. Definitely, yeah, yeah. If yeah. you're moving into competition specificity for a few weeks, and then wasting. Obviously, you can't wear ones that restrict it too much. So, no. any month, and if it keeps you pain free, then go for it. But I would try to figure out if and if you if you can figure out a way of getting rid of the pain and not having to need them, I would yeah. recommend that. But if you can't and you just don't know why, yeah, I would try to figure out why. Really, to be honest. Now, moving on to something neck braces that we have contacts a huge amount more experience with. What are you talking about? Strapsy poos. Oh, straps. Oh, yeah. Um, there's basically the one lord of weightlifting straps and that's the hook grip sewn strap hook grip or sorry iron mind iron mind no yeah yeah iron the mind. blue iron mind straps number one iron mind number one no one comes close to this no, no like torocities are terrible I haven't used them <laughs> no bueno no <laughs> bueno um, the actual the rogue one is the only one that I've seen come anywhere close to it. actually they're not that bad no. yeah they're a bit too short yeah Iron Mind used to even be better. They don't even compare to the old Iron Mind. <laughs> Iron Mind used to make longer sewn together straps. Yeah. I used to have a great pair of them. At the moment, they just make medium and short. 
No, they only make the one link now. Are you sure? So I got them last easy year. So, easy song. But there's no link well, difference. They used to be much longer. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And it was much better. They're a bit too short now, and I don't know why they've... Um, Up until like a year and a half ago, the only lifting straps I ever used were two pieces of trucking ratchet strap. Three-ton ratchet strap. Yeah. Cut into like a 30-centimeter length, not sewn together. And I just do the old clock of loop and flick. Longer is better, I think. Yeah. For, for weightlifters. For weightlifters, I think. For powerlifting... Um, so basically it's only deadlifting yeah doesn't fucking matter it doesn't matter what you no. use I use just the iron mine shafts for deadlifting I don't see any they're not good for reps though really no more than two reps so I would say if deadlifting I hate the lasso ones you know where you've a loop and it tightens around your wrist and then you're just left with this big no, no, thing no, that no. looks like a dog's tail I don't like those I've used figure of eight shafts before and they're legit what do powerlifters not use, actually? They don't usually use those. They use the last two ones, I'd say, really. Yeah. Don't they? Well, there's, no, there's no real uh, worry with injury there, I suppose. No. I would say, so. in terms of when you should use them, I would say for weightlifting, if you're com- competi- competing a lot, or if you're competing at all, I'd say you should be losing at least one full snatch once a week yeah. without them. And then kind of a month before... No. Start phasing them out. Yeah, or uh, if at all, the month before. Yeah, and then obviously, if you just shouldn't be using them in clean jerk. No, unless you know what you're doing. Unless you know what you're doing. Someone said a double in one seventeen to clean jerk with straps on. <laughs> we are not even going to talk about cleaning with straps on. No, it's a, I would say it's just a no. It's definitely just no. A no. Yeah, I would definitely say don't just do it. A no. Uh, light front squats with them are fine if you need yeah. more mobility. Obviously, if you're doing other mobility on top of that, and for deadlifting. You hear kind of from George Lehman, I think his name. He was like, he's really fucking good at deadlifting. Yeah. And he loved using high rep deadlifts and he used straps and he said it didn't affect his grip strength at all. But I can't remember if he, I think he was mixed gripping as well. Yeah. So mixed gripping really, it's rare you're going to have any grip issues. I've never had a grip issue. The only grip issue issue I used to have is from playing rugby, I always dislocate the top of my thumbs. So when I took grip and a snatch grip, I used to regularly just have the top of my thumb hanging off. Are you serious? Yeah. That's mank. If I used to have to do like three pulls in a snatch. Do people mix grip? People don't mix grip with sumo deadlifts, do they? Yeah. Do yeah, they? they do. Yeah, yeah. What? Yeah. Oh, they do? Yeah. So you basically never... And why don't why don't a lot of powerlifters use hook grip? They seem to be afraid of it. Because it hurts like fuck. They're like, oh man, he's using hook my grip. My thumbs he pulls. They're like... Tom Martin uses hook grip. It's the way forward if you're not doing it. I don't see any disadvantage to not using it that I can think of. No. I, do, I generally don't see it. Obviously, don't hook grip if you're mixed gripping, but definitely hook grip if you... I, I can't think of a reason why you wouldn't use hook grip in double overhand. Neither can I. Um, yeah, I would say if you're powerlifting, I don't think there's a worry, really. No. But for weightlifting, definitely those iron mind blue easy sew straps. Are the way forward. I s- yeah, I suppose I would say in deadlifting, never go for heavy single straps. So just don't make it an issue. Deadlifting? No. Don't make it an My issue. My PV now is it with straps. But I've hit five kilos under. Uh, to be honest, I think I'd hit it with straps, without straps, just as easy. Yeah, but I think for wafers it's a bit different. Cause yeah. But I think if you're a powerlifter, I would say it's just a good rule of thumb just to never 
No. Never go for a PB deadlift with straps on. Or Unless you never want to compete. Oh, yeah, actually, that's true. Yeah, if you don't give a shit, then... Yeah, if you're like a weightlifter who doesn't want to compete, you just wear straps for snatching whenever you want. Power away. Power away. But I say for deadlifter, I definitely know. I never go for a 1RM or a heavy single with straps on. No. I would definitely do your reps with them. Yeah. Save your hands and just get... Yeah, yeah. You're more likely to get the reps for more benefit than training some grip. And I suppose a good thing you can do if you're going up for the reps is just warm up with no straps. Yeah. And then throw them on for your top set or the last two or three sets. I always have warm up with no straps, full stop. And and for, yeah, and for most of my snatches. If I'm warming up with a muscle snatch, wouldn't use straps. Do you ever wear straps benching? No. So why would you do that? Might be nice. That's a terrible idea. <laughs> Last thing in terms of gear we're going to talk about. What else is there? It's pants. Thumb tape? Pants. Thumb tape. Thumb tape. Not much to be said, really. No. I never use it anymore. I used I to used always use it. I used to use it wholesale as well. Yeah. That white zinc oxide tape. It's just from... Snatching is the only thing that ruins my thumbs. Yeah. And I hardly ever snatch it. I don't, even though when I snatch without them, I don't seem to get the issue anymore. No. I think it's just when you're getting used to it. Yeah. Although I used to for years, though, like for... In college and stuff, for like yeah. four years, so I don't know. My hands used to be ruined without... Yeah. Maybe it's just... I think it's just snatching, really. Yeah. I don't, it doesn't really say about thumb tape. No. Nope. So pants... Um, I just prefer chaining pants full stop. Yeah, I don't this like just shorts. I don't like how I look in them. <laughs> That's my main problem. I just don't like training in them. They feel weird. I've yet to see a nice pair of shorts that I like that I can train in and like to look at them. Yeah, I just don't. And especially when you're in knee sleeves, it looks even stranger. Oh my god, it looks so weird. It looks like you're doing the thing. Do you know where you wear shorts and then three quarter length leggings? Oh, it's disgusting. The basketball look. Is it, yeah, yeah or the, it's the basketball, the runner, yeah, or your sprinter warming up, you oh know, my God. have your shorts on over. It's disgusting, it looks terrible. So, don't bring that shit to the gym. It's either long pants or singlets or kind of short, tight leggings, kind of, or like shorts, you know, short, short, like, yeah, what you call them, under compression shorts. shorts, yeah, but normal board shorts are just a no, full stop, nope, and then short, normal shorts are. I just, I just, I just can't think of a pair. I've never seen anyone either, who it can be. You know, Ali went through a phase there for the last few months, especially when he's in Romania. Yeah, wearing CrossFit shorts. Oh my God, he looked like he was on his holidays. It bothered people as well. I saw it on Reddit weightlifting. Yeah, people were like, "Why the fuck is he wearing board shorts?" The trolls then that is Reddit Why? weightlifting. I, in this scenario, I 100 percent agree with them. <laughs> it's just never okay. It's not okay. Um, so I wish had those Nike training pants are basically what I live in. Yeah, they're great. I think of seven pairs of black Nike training pants. Um, the brands can be hit or miss across different things, really. Yeah. Puma. I had a pair of those Polish training pants. Did you like them? Yeah. You had or you have? I have. You don't um, wear them, though. No, the lycra in them is really thin. And it feels really weird, you um, Go on. The, Keep going. The reinforced fronts are nice. Very slick to bring a bear across. Don't get worn out. Like, how many pairs of those Nike leggings do I have and you have that are worn away like someone's taking a cheese grater did them the um, the biggest problem with I would like full length compression leggings but yeah. wearing a knee sleeve over those is so much asset it's not worth buying a pair because no. the knee sleeve is much more important than wearing the leggings yeah and even if you put them on over it still looks really no, weird and it's like 
the traction of a knee sleeve over that legging material isn't the same as the traction it gets on skin no it's just not the same it's and then you're like a bit. running to the changing room in between snatch and clean and jerk and then putting them on then putting leggings over them and then it looks like you've growths on your knees Sonny Webster's that and it's not okay no I you just I, and you, I just wouldn't even entertain wearing the leggings over the knee sleeves I just do leggings with wraps I have a bloody gorgeous pair of virus leggings <laughs> black and white well, I just can't wear them because well I think I've lost them though, to be honest but if the days where I'm not using my knee sleeves it's okay but yeah yeah, uh, it's just not alright wearing the uh, the knee sleeves over them. No, even when I just can't do it. It's not okay. <laughs> um, what I see actually, Ilya has is you know like long leggings, like compression shorts or compression leggings, but there's a zip in the leg. <sighs> yeah, he's a devil for that. Oh my god, I haven't seen a pair of those that around. That could be a game changer. Game changer. Yeah. So they look, they're like the um, do you know the pants we had in Romania. Yes. Or do you know the under under armour pants I wear? Yeah. But they're a bit tighter than that. Okay. That's the sweet spot because they look light enough that you're not warm in them training. Yeah. I used to so everyone knows the pants we bought in Romania are Kipsta soccer leggings. Which show an immense amount of butt crack. Something. How can they get it wrong that the amount of material on the back of the pants doesn't cover your ass when you sit into a squat? Gabriel doesn't show any butt crack when he wears them. No, but he's like genetically engineered not to show ass crack. <laughs> Whereas those Irish lads are just like my ass does come out about four inches yeah more than anyone mine else. looks like at the bottom of the squat it looks like you could park a bicycle into my ass <laughs> it's a horrible look as well yeah oh my god like it's just not okay um especially if you're coaching people because compression leggings never show butt crack no or sh- compression shorts or leggings never show butt crack so a pair see if you if you had the so the ideal pants now right are these compression leggings with a zip that you can pull up Put on the knees. No, actually, put on your knees first, even. Yeah. Pull them over, and then z- unzip the bottom of them so they're a bit loose. Reinforce front. Or you could pull them up a bit. Yeah. It's a sweet spot, but yeah. um, I have yet to see any anywhere with those. Could be a manufacturing opportunity for Seek Strength. Seek Strength. The search continues. Yeah. I really do like the look of the kips there, and and the material is nice. They're loosening out a bit for me now, yeah. but uh, I obviously couldn't bring them here because it's too, <laughs> too fucking warm. Yeah. Uh, Gabriel seems to be training exclusively in them. Yeah. Do you know, even when Gabriel wears shorts, it looks weird. His legs are so thick. Yeah. They just look strange. Gabriel's knee joints are just not human. They're as big as mine. Yeah. They're bigger, I'd say, actually. They are, I'd say. I don't have that big knee. What well, I do, I suppose, but not. I have a fairly thick knee, like. I'd say ours about the same. Yeah. Quads not the same, though. Quads aren't the same, no. Um, what does Clarence wear? He just rolls up pants, does he? Does he still Clarence do Clarence just wears normal sweatpants rolled back up on top of himself and he has like one pair of really compression shorts he yeah. wears uh, oh bicycle shorts he said there was actually yeah but with obviously without the pad <laughs> that's not okay you can't be on that side did someone sell pads in them before for snatching yeah John North used to sell snatch pants no he didn't no he used that's ridiculous I'm not lying that's ridiculous and he had a foam pad on the front of him I think he called them smash pants or smash shorts we, I, we're, I'm not prepared to get into it. I'm not prepared either. Um, do you know for a while? Like an hour and 24 minutes. Sonny Webster, do you know what I thought when he had his knee sleeves on? I thought those, they were like pants. Because it used to be the same pair of leggings I'd swear all the time. Yeah. I thought the knee sleeves were, were in the <laughs> leggings. I was like, what <laughs> the fuck? So, I don't know. 
If I didn't have to wear knee sleeves anymore, I'd wear leggings away. Yeah. Power ahead. Yeah, yeah. But I uh, just... I lo- Did I the knee like wraps leggings. work? The knee, knee wraps, wraps work perfectly. With leggings. Yeah, knee wraps don't tend to adhere to the skin the same way neoprene does. But sure, you could put the uh, knee wraps underneath the leggings and it wouldn't look weird. Yeah. No, yeah. I just wear them over the top and it's grand. That's no problem. No problem. Hmm. Oh, actually, at one point there, so we're talking about knee wraps again. Yeah. I bought Mark Bell's ones. Oh, yeah. Got nothing out of them. Really? Nothing. I couldn't I couldn't possibly tie them tight enough. Yeah. I don't... I literally just... Nothing. Yeah, like... It I don't know. It kind of perplexes me, right? Because when I wear those Uzbekistan ones, which are obviously... They're a lot heavier than the Ace bandages mm-hmm. and the cheap bandages we used to have. Um, but a pair, or especially two pairs of those, like, so two wraps on each leg, I can't see how anyone will want to be more restricted around the knee. It feels fucking shite but I felt restricted but as soon as I bent my knee into flexion all the tension went really they like just split nothing I still have them at home actually I might try them they're like 50 euro as well actually really you can plow away with them <laughs> I got zero maybe my legs are too short to wrap enough of them maybe you need more leg yeah yeah, yeah real estate up and down I really like do the clock of five meter wraps I they cut off the blood circulation to my legs Did you, do you have a very I, I cut them a bit shorter oh fuck Oh he shit, does. I forgot it does actually. Yeah, so he does, does yeah. a full patellar tendon wrap. As you should. And then he skips his knee and he comes up and he does VMO up to kind of two-thirds of his quad or halfway up his quad. I'm going to try that when I go home actually. Yeah. Oh, you have wraps here. It feels great. I'll try it next week or something. Yeah. It Do you know what it feels great for is pause squats. I don't imagine so. You you have no like restriction in the bottom of the position, but you get a lot of support in your quads with it. That's good. You're not restricting anything, but yeah. you're still getting the, f- the old stretch reflex. Yeah. You going to try it? I think I might try it. If I go for a heavy clean at the end of the week, I will. Just try busting your dress. <laughs> I suppose in your defense, uh, Miso's father said you had no technique problems. Yeah, which is shit. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> what I really wanted to hear was there's loads of technique problems and fix everything and then my life is grand because you I don't have to do all the hard stuff and I'll lift more. But you have to, he just said you have to train. he just said I just have to train more. Yeah. Yeah. Yay. Going to tell him what he said about me? <sighs> I think that, that that will be in the Qatari wrap-up. But basically what they said was, Owen is perfect. <laughs> That's literally... So a whole conversation in a different language happened do you know when your parents are talking about you yeah they're like no no he's going into fifth class now so there's um, there's four people in the gym talking about Gurf like and Gurf is standing next to them aggressively talking about me yeah aggressively shouting and like waving their hands and then every so often it's like what body weight are you and then it gets translated back and they continue their own conversation and what age are you and they continue back continue on And then, thankfully, one of the guys translated for us, <laughs> and they were like, "Very impressed with Owen. <laughs> like, coach does not say good things about anyone. He thinks Owen could be world champion. In he a has year, good body for it. He has good technique. He said in he a just year. Needs a year. He said a year to be world champion. Yeah, yeah. We just need to get Gareth a professional contract. Um, yeah, it was very weird. Yeah, surreal. surreal. People are talking about you. It's like when your parents are joining. Yep, yep. He's going fifth class now, yeah. So for me, it was the best position ever because I'm hearing all this getting no pressure put on me. Mass wants pressure. Yeah, and then Gurf is... I didn't believe him. I was trying like, to do his snatches. 
I, yeah, trying to snatch yeah. in some way, N- not being happy to snatch as they were. Like, yeah. And then I was like, I, I, I was like, no, I don't believe you. It's, he's just being <laughs> kind. Like, no. I said it two or three times. And he's like, no, he doesn't. But care. then a friend of of theirs came up to us afterwards, and we're like, coach never says anything about anyone because he doesn't give a shit. Definitely doesn't say anything good. He wasn't saying it's a compliment. Me. No, 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 no. He was just saying as is. Yeah. Yeah. He was just like he doesn't give a shit. It's no bit. It doesn't matter to him. It's We're going to go over to this. I'd say the podcast, the Qatari recap will be up on Monday night. Yeah. Um, we're going to go over all this in really good detail there and exactly what they were saying and why Gurf looks like he could be world champion. Um, yeah, Misa's father. Misa said his father just eats, sleeps and... He said doesn't go out. If it's not weightlifting, he doesn't care. Just thinks about weightlifting. Just watches weightlifting. Talks about weightlifting. That's what you need to do if you're trying to make a world champion. Yeah. Olympic medalist. Also, Miso and all the males in his family, by the looks of it, are bad snatchers. <laughs> Great clean and jerks. Have incredible clean and jerks. Yeah. Everyone snatches 150, but no more. Yeah, and then everybody snatches over 200. Yeah. Or clean and jerks over 200, sorry. His father has only done, one fi- only, okay, has done 150. <laughs> Two of his brothers did like 150. No more. And Miso's the first to go over like 150. I think Miso, did he say his grandfather? No, his father. It was just his father. Yeah. All 150s, but they're all like clean jerking over 200s. Yeah. Like incredibly powerful humans. Yeah. Stout. So, okay, so to try and conclude. Signing off. It reminds me of an old trad song, and so to conclude. Uh, Whiskey if you the have devil. Any questions about any of the gear we've mentioned or what stuff you're looking at buying, or. Hopefully, the Seeker Strength t shirt will be ready when we come back. Yeah. The prototype, so we can take some pictures and send you exactly what the T-shirt will look like, is being printed. I think they just the ladies did a massive order or something, didn't they? But five hundred, six hundred jackets to get fully embroidered. Hours. Yeah, which is craziness. So we um we got pushed back for our one T-shirt. Yeah. Um, so we're gonna put that up. We'll take like a video with the T-shirt. We'll give you loads of different angles. Show you what it's like. The material is gonna be a cotton blend, so it'll be stretchy cotton. Should be really nice to like train in and walk around in, and it will look class. Pure black. Pure. No other, there'll be no other colors. No, no, just black. And please don't ask us if we're doing any more colors. Thanks. It'll actually be never. Maybe a white. It's a, will there ever be a white with a black crest? No, maybe. But at the moment, it's black. That wouldn't look that bad, actually. No. But for a moment, just black. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, guys. <laughs>